Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, The juice is flowing. White zombie, more human than human. It's Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer today on Oilers Now. And the show, as always, brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now, Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone, plan- cell phone plans, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. Got an interesting show today. It is Tuesday, so typically that would mean Stoffer Inspector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry here in Alberta. But... Spectre's on the bird, Bob's on the bird, Craig Simpson's on the bird. We tried to pull the old switcheroo between today and tomorrow. Nothing doing. So instead, we'll have Bob check in as he usually does at 12.15. 12.35, we're going to bring in Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Chat with him about some of the goings on with the Oilers and maybe touch a little bit on Eskimos. Can't wait to get all the text that says, this is Oilers now, not Eskimos now. I know. I'm aware. But that doesn't mean that it's not huge news in the city. So we will maybe touch on that a little bit too. 105, Sherwood Park Crusaders uh, assistant coach Jeff Wojtka, uh, former NHLer, former first round draft pick actually back in 2001. Uh, we'll chat with him about uh, how his team is doing at 105 and uh, and about the transition from professional player to coach as well because I think that's an interesting conversation to be had. And then at 135, we'll hear from Sportsnet's Jeff Merrick. He is uh, one of the panelists on ice surfing, I believe, and uh, and we'll get his thoughts on some of the trade deadline rumblings and uh, another outsider's perspective on the Oilers. 
Here is how you get a hold of us. You can call us on the Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. That's brought to you by Kim Mitchell on February 27th at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can also text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. You think all dealerships are the same, you better think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. We are on Twitter. The show is at Oilers Now. Bob is at Bob underscore. Stoffer, and I am at Brendan Escott. A reminder too, it is Tuesday, we're doing this all month, so the first code, or the second code word I should say, for our Join the Team contest here at 630 Chet will be revealed at some point in today's show. So, when you hear the word, enter it at 630ched.com for your chance to win a prize pack that includes you appearing in the Oilers team photo, a custom Oilers jersey, a night at an Oilers practice with Bob and Reeds, Jack Michaels as well. And you get a VIP experience on March 11th when the Oilers host the New York Rangers as well. So the winner for that announced on February 26th. More details up on 630chat.com. But again, that code word coming up at some point throughout this show. If you miss it, better tune into Inside Sports tonight between 6 and 8. All right, so it is the Oilers. Uh, they practiced today. They jumped on the plane. They're headed to Pennsylvania, taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow. That is a 6 p.m. puck drop on 6.30, Chad, 4.30 for the face-off show. And as far as I'm concerned, this will make the Oilers, uh, this is the season right here. If they come away with three losses on this road trip, then they can firmly supplant themselves as uh, writing this season off, which... Just to have some sort of clarity right now, at least in my opinion, for the direction of this team for the rest of the year and heading into the trade deadline, to have that clarity is going to be a good thing. So if they win, if they come away here with uh, with all six points, which is possible, it'll be difficult, but it's possible, then all of a sudden you're right back in the thick of the playoff race. If you don't, well, then they become sellers, in my opinion. And you start seeing names like maybe a Zach Cassian, maybe a Toby Reader thrown around. Uh, but the other angle to this is that they will be seeing Carolina on this road trip. And there's certainly been a lot of rumblings on the Heartland Ford text line throughout the community, etc., about Carolina being a, a trade spot for someone like Cam Talbot. And we know that the Oilers would perhaps benefit from another defender. Carolina's got a surplus, so we'll see how that shakes down. No uh, no media availability today, so when we dive into the audio vault for direct workwear, uh, it'll be from post-practice yesterday, but a couple things that we do want to touch on. So let's get to that right now. Again, the Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com. It's an Edmonton-based company. So Ken Hitchcock, he went off uh, as much as Hitch does after the game against San Jose in which the Oilers lost 5-2 and he effectively called out his team saying uh, in in tongue-in-cheek that basically the coaches care more the coaches care more about winning than this team does and to be honest with you when I'm watching them sometimes out on the ice that's tough to disagree with it doesn't seem like an inspired group all the time but uh, a lot was made of that and whether that caused a riff with the team are they Losing Hitch's message already. Uh, they just want to move past it, says Coach and Ken Hitchcock. It's like I said, you got to get your hands dirty. You got it every day, and you're going to make mistakes. You're, it's an emotional sport. It's not like we're shopping at the mall. Okay, so understand that. And 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 sometimes I say the wrong thing, or the player says the wrong thing, or sometimes it doesn't work out. But then you come back to work and you just keep going. 
and you try to get guys, you get a little bit of a buy-in, you get more and more, and like I said, the way we have to play, it's hard, mm -hmm. and it's very challenging, but if we can be successful, because we've proven when you can do this on the road, you can do it anywhere. But when we get away from it, we pay dearly for it. And you see that uh, time and time again where the team will go through stretches of playing that Hitchcock hockey, uh, but it doesn't it doesn't always stick around. Uh, so Ken, uh, Ken went further to address what exactly is the message to his team. Look, it's a roll up your sleeves, get your hands dirty message. It, you're going to make mistakes along the way, Reed. You know, you're going to... It's not going to. It's not going to turn overnight. You know, you, you don't get this formula changed overnight. It's it's push, and you're going to have emotional setbacks. I mean, we we were so excited with the way we played in many. It was a four point game for both teams, and we 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 really were steady the whole game. And I, I think all of us, including the players, expected that that we were going to carry that on. Well, we didn't. But you come back, you've you got to come back to work. You can't just keep uh, bemoaning the fact that that you didn't get it done. you you got to keep coming back to work, and you got to grind. So text coming in uh, here at 6.30, 6.30. It says, it's not exactly what Hitchcock stated. Quote, coaches can't want that style of play more than players. So, yeah, I, I do have that audio from yesterday, so we'll go ahead and run that. I said the players... The coaches can't want it, and I meant style of play more than the players. And the players have to want that style of play. And that's the ongoing dialogue and debate you get into with players all the time. Every coach goes through this. I, I, I read the comments by other coaches, guys sitting on the bench, guys benched, everybody complaining. It's about style of play, and it's hard keeping the way we have to play to win is a very difficult game and we have to play that way to do it but it's very challenging it's physically demanding it's not fun but it's the way we're built right now and we have to play this way and and it's hard to do a lot is made uh, recently anyway about whether they're players care, management, coaches, et cetera, et cetera. And Darnell Nurse was very candid yesterday in, uh, in his media availability. And he had a lot of really good things to say. Most importantly, though, he, he did mention that everybody, of course, in this organization cares about winning. I think I could speak for everyone in our room. Uh, we all care. Um, coaches care. Management cares. Players care. We all have a strong, strong care and a strong want to uh, make this make this something special. Um, we we all have that passion. We all have that uh, that drive. Um, you know, some nights some nights aren't going to go as well as as you want, and that's happened I think a little too often here this year. Um, with uh, with a lot of hockey left to be played, and like I said, each and each and every person from you know the uh, the person who cleans up Rogers Rink all the way up to to Daryl, everyone cares about uh, this team. Everyone cares about uh, you know the the opportunity that we have uh, in front of us, and uh, we have to we have to be better. There, there's no question about it, but um, we, we gotta keep coming working. Couple texts coming across the uh, the Heartland Four text line now. Oilers apparently should hire Brock Sunderland as their new GM. Just saying. Hashtag making waves. Yeah, the Eskimos have been busy today. You can text me at six thirty. Six thirty. Are they a better team now than they were with Mike Riley at quarterback? Hot take. 
Possibly. Ellingson, Harris, Sir Anthony Rogers. Might be a good group. All right, it's 1216 in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to step aside for the first time here on Oilers Now. We'll bring aboard Bob uh, from the road as I guess uh, they, they're getting ready to head out here to Pittsburgh. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Brendan Escott sitting in for Bob today, uh, but we do have the big fella on the line, so let's get right back to it here. Bob, i got to start by asking you, uh, so Hitchcock, we mentioned right off the top of the show, he went off on his team, but then yesterday he backpedaled a little bit, and I'm curious what you think of that. Well, I like a, a couple different things. I mean, this is a, a two-way street here. Did the team play well enough against San Jose? No. Did they have some breakdowns on some plays and some guys that would like to have some plays back? Absolutely. Um, is it important that Ken keeps things as positive as possible? Uh, behind closed doors, I mean, you can have conversations with guys, but I think given the weakness of the roster, and it's a weak roster specifically up front right now, now that they got Clefbaum and Russell back, you know, they're a little bit better on D, obviously. Uh, they need to stop here at some stage. Uh, but they don't have the horses, and right now the team, they, the team that they got lit up to on Saturday afternoon that's the best team in the NHL. Like the San Jose Sharks, the hottest team in the league right now. They're going. And they're now number one in the West. So the owners got exposed. They need everybody pulling the rope in the same direction from the, uh, you know, the manager to the coach to all the players. And, uh, but they also got to realize the position they're in. And the position that they're in right now is, you know, they're not exactly loaded up front. So there's going to be games where they're going to be challenged. And uh, San Jose is the type of team that can challenge them. So I'm of the opinion, Bob, that uh, this they'd almost be better off just if, they, if they're going to lose out here, if they're going to lose the next three games, that'll at least solidify more of how the rest of this season's going to go. But right now they don't really know because they're still in the playoff race. So with that being said, these next three games and this road trip, I mean, is this kind of the turning point of the season? I, I think so. Uh, the, the other thing I'll say is they played way better on the road than they have at home. I think they've simplified the forecheck. Uh, on the road, um, they play more of a north-south game on the road. They're not as focused as entertaining. Uh, you know, they just go and play. And Ken will say they play more of a defensive style, uh, and, and he'll say they, they, you know, they check better on the road. That's probably true. Got to get some stops though. That's the key. I mean, you take a look at the game in Montreal and Koskinen kind of gave away that third goal that tied it, but they did some pretty good things in that game. In fact, they did some really good things, five on five against Philadelphia, lost an OT, did some good things against Montreal in the third period, and ended up, uh, you know, ultimately losing an OT. Got the win in Minnesota because Talbot was better than Dubnik, and it was Dubnik that gave up the bad goal. Goaltending's going to play, and that's part of it. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that Cam started four of the five games after the break, Ken saying today, but he's going to start Koskinen, which to me makes a lot of sense against Pittsburgh. But uh, that's a team that can bury you. So I'm going to be really intrigued to see uh, how the Oilers match up against the Penguins. But we're going to know where we're at, I think, after these three games for sure. Any updates? Uh, Raddy and Matt Benning both listed as day-to-day. Have you heard anything recently on, on whether they're going to draw into the lineup on this swing? 
doesn't sound like Benning's going to play tomorrow. I think Rowdy's a possibility. Ujar Kara maintenance day to day as well. Uh, let's not forget yesterday he was on the left side with uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and yes, Paul Harvey. And there's an illustration like on a lot of teams, Ujar Kara would be a you know he'd be a fourth line player. I mean the other's got Zach Cassian first line right wing right now. And and those guys because of their size, there'd be interest in those players. People say, well, I thought the Oilers put Cassian out there earlier in the year. They did. Uh, Zach's picked his game up, and, you know, the playoffs are a heavier game. So it would not surprise me if specifically Western Conference teams would be interested in Zach Cassian and Jujar Kara. Uh, I think Kara, for me, from a price point perspective, is a keeper at all. Uh, you know, but again, if you got Jujar Kara on your second line and Zach Cassian first line right wing, Brendan, what's that telling you about the composition of the makeup of the team? Yeah, it's it's not good enough. We we know that for sure. Um, with that in mind, and you talk about there's a lot of rumblings about what's going to happen with Alex Chason. He's he's a bargain, and he's certainly cooled off, which would lead me yeah. to believe that he will remain a bargain. So, would the team be wise maybe to to not be so quick to get rid of this guy, or are they basically open to anything at this point? Um. No, I, I think for now, because they need players, he's going to stay. But, again, if you fall out of it, if you go for three on this road trip and you're 10 points out, you're, you're bait sealed. If you win all three games and you're within two points of a playoff spot, we're having a different conversation. Uh, could Chase on be traded? Yes. Would there be interest in him at $650,000? Yes. Like, I, I would say right now that, I mean, if the orders fall out of it, the two most likely players to be moved up front Actually, the three most likely players would be uh, Cassian, Chason, and possibly Tobias Reader. So those would be, three, you know, three guys that, and you know, Reader's got an expanding, uh, expiring contract. He's a restricted free agent, but I mean, and people say, well, Bob, he hasn't scored a goal all year. Who'd be interested in him? You're going to need depth, and the guy can skate. They can each do something different, right? Chason can kind of play all over the lineup. Cassian's, a, you know, can kill penalties and bring some size. Um, I look at teams like San Jose. I think they're going to add another forward at some stage. Nashville added a couple already. Wouldn't have surprised me if they kicked tires on Cassian. So we'll see what transpires here. But that's if Edmonton falls out of it. Uh, and again, uh, don't tell the owners they're out of it. They still, you know, those players have got to believe, and we'll see what they bring. And again, they seem to play better on the road. So all the names you just listed there are are the Oilers penalty killers essentially and there's a penalty kill that right now is second last in the league uh, first of all like why have they struggled so much and secondly would it be a bad thing to sort of refresh some of the personnel that you're going to have out there killing penalties or is it maybe not in their best interest to get rid of all the guys who are tabbed to do that on a nightly basis alright for me there's a couple things when it comes to penalty killers number one um, who do you need to be your best penalty killer your goaltenders. Your goaltender, right? And take a look at the save percentages of the two goaltenders, especially Talbot on the PK. That's number one. Number two, um, you look at faceoff percentage. Now, those two games in Montreal and uh, Philly and Montreal, the orders were, I think, off the top of my head, 33 and 36%. Uh, and that's part of the reason why Brodziak's been scratched is he hasn't won enough draws. That's why the Ryan Strome trade didn't make a lot of sense. And the end result was just brutal for Edmonton. His Spooner's not even playing in the NHL. And you traded away. And I get it. 
Ryan Stroh, Ryan Stroh wasn't knocking it out of the park. But it's moves like that that frustrate the fans to no end because you, you gave up Jordan Everly to get him. He wasn't a great player, but he and ironically, the other night the Rangers were playing Carolina and, you know, Kevin Lowe and Craig Matavish are there as part of the Rangers alumni. And there was a cheap shot by one of the Carolina players and who was the first player in there for the Rangers was, was Ryan Stroh. So I think, you know, that, that, some people think I make too much about that deal. Third line center is an important position, and when you got a bunch of lefties, options, um, you need that you need that right shot guy, and it kind of defied logic. So for me, the two primary reasons why the penalty kill struggles is they haven't got enough stops, and part of the reason why they don't get enough stops is because the killers don't win enough draws, and they traded away one of their guys. All right, Bob, uh, last one for you here. Given the fact that Carolina has been a team that a lot of people all season long have thought the Oilers might be kicking tires on some of their defenders, seeing if there's a possibility there, they'll be in that neck of the woods. Do you see Gretzky talking to Waddell while he's there? Is I, You can't put a timeline on anything like that, but does that maybe help grease the wheels on something for the Oilers? The only thing that makes sense for me with Carolina is a goaltender. You know, if I'm Carolina, I'm looking at Cam Talbot. Right. So... I'm going to have to hop on the bird here, Brendan, okay? All right, sounds good, Bob. Safe travels, and we'll talk soon. See ya. Back with Reed Wilkins after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.